Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Morquecho, and you're listening to episode 24. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. My guest today is my friend Channing Franz, and you guys, I wish we had record on for the last like hour of what we've been chatting about. Um, Channing is a San Diego native. She's married to John, who is a worship director at North Coast Church, where Jesse and I go, and they have a little boy named Samuel, who is just beautiful, and he's going to be three Mm -hmm. in July, Mm -hmm. June. June. Three in June, so he's two now, and Channing loves to cook. And she loves natural beauty and health things, uh, which I'm very on board with. And she's here with me in the studio. And like I said, she is just a gem. And we've talked about so many incredible things in the last little bit before we pressed record. But today we're going to be chatting a little bit what it looks like. Uh, Channing works in the beauty industry. And um, we've had conversations in the past about what that looks like and what that looks like as a Christian and what that the different feelings she's had and things that God has spoken to her um, throughout that career. And I wanted to dig into it because whether you work in the beauty industry or not, um, we're going to talk about some things that I know are going to make you think a little bit and hopefully encourage you. Um, hey, Chan, how's it going? Good. Thank you so much for having me here. I still am kind of like, I have butterflies in my belly, mm-hmm. but let's do this. Okay. <laughs> <I'm excited. laughs> uh, so tell us just a little bit about what you do, what's your, what the work that you do, how long you've been doing it, and maybe how you got into it too. Absolutely. So I have been working in the beauty industry for the past 16 years. Um, I am a makeup artist, so that was the very first thing that I got into, which actually, you know what? I thought I wanted to do hair, mm-hmm. and that was just like, no, not for me. So then I jumped into makeup, and then through that, I ended up getting my esthetician license about 10 years ago, and that was a really great way to open up my own little business doing lashes and makeup as well. So I was doing that. And then I had my son and then seriously doors just closed and I closed down my shop for a bit, Mm -hmm. was home raising my son um, for a couple years. And then now I'm back in it. So I am now working down in San Diego at a really awesome clean beauty shop. So I'm back in cosmetic retail and I also reopened my studio. So I have little studio in my little hometown and it's great. It's going good. That's good. Um, What are some of the things that you have struggled with uh, working in the beauty industry? I don't know if, um, I know we've chatted about and you feel like you don't find your worth like in beauty or hair or makeup. So I know that you don't struggle with that. Um, Do you think a lot of women do struggle with that who work in the beauty industry. Um, what, is, what does that look like? Sure. So I think it's really important to kind of also just back up real quick. Like mm-hmm. I did not, like I wasn't one of those kids that I can't wait to like grow up. Like I want to do hair. I want to do makeup. Like I was always like, like I didn't even really wear it much. Like I think I started wearing makeup like my senior year. I was always a super artsy fartsy kid. I mean, I was always painting or sculpting or creating. And so- High school was a really awkward time for me. I, I don't think people knew what to do with me. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was a total loner, and I found a lot of refuge in my art class. And so by the time I got to the you know age of trying to figure out what to do, I slowly 
chose to do beauty based off of fear and doubt because I didn't think I was able to actually pursue a career as an artist okay. in some kind of form. And so it's funny because like the root of me choosing to get into this beauty industry was solely based off of fear and doubt, but God knew that I needed to get into this. It's funny how he could take something like that because he knew I needed to get into this because human connection was something I was just not good at. Mm-hmm. I was you know, I'm a seven. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know that. And I, I'm an extrovert. I'm a seven. Like I just am like all over the place. And so in high school, like that was really suppressed. Like I didn't know like those things about me. So getting into the beauty that was really awesome to have that opportunity to kind of just like awkwardly figure my way through just human connection with women. Um, and that was just around the same exact time that I actually accepted Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you kind of mentioning earlier how I don't have a struggle with like finding my worth in makeup and beauty. I mean, I'm very low maintenance. Like I, I just like, I love the transformation. I love the before and afters. Like I love how my time one-on-one with women, just how well it just goes and how people just feel like loved and supported and seen. And so that was definitely something that I loved about, um, about just the role that yeah. I've gotten to play. Um, that was kind of a long question. You're fine. You're good. No. <laughs> so you don't struggle with that. No, so no, thank goodness. What, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. What is hard about it? Um, it's definitely hard not to fall into like the narrative of like the way that the world like sees First off, like someone who does work in the industry and hard not to fall into the narrative of like your worth and how you look, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because, you know, I was just awkwardly trying to make my way through this industry. And unfortunately, in the beginning, you know, it's just like like as a new believer, like I'm trying to find my worth and value in Jesus, but then also like the way that people like are verbally saying things about me, how I look, how, you know. Like what? Oh, gosh. Like I remember I had a boss. Um, was like, Channing, you got to just stop like talking about your weight. You're just always going to be fat. <gasps> and it was just like around all of my coworkers and it just like ripped. And I just was so embarrassed. And I was like, oh my gosh. So that was a narrative that I believed. And so it's like literally through like my walk in this industry, like just putting those on me mm-hmm. like and weighing myself down. Another one was I was walking up to go do a gal's makeup and she was like, literally, whoa, 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 whoa you're going to do my makeup. And I instantly was like, yeah, is that okay? And she just was like, wait, how long have you been doing making for? Like, what are you wearing on your face? Like, and she was just like picking me apart. Yeah. And instead of like falling into, you know, God's worth in my life, like I was allowing like her narrative of how she was pursuing me to like weigh me down, weigh me down. And so it was just like the longest journey of that and it happens. I mean, it's a very visual right. industry. And so if they're, if someone doesn't like the way that the person looks that's going to be doing their makeup, they're going to be like, wait a second, tell me about you first. And you're like, wait, there's like, I've been doing this for a while. I think, yeah. I think I know I could help you. Like, let me help you. And so through that, unfortunately, what was birthed is this like this chronic people pleaser mm. in me of wanting people to like accept me. Mm-hmm. And so, but unfortunately, again, I'm not listening to God. I'm not going to the word. I'm not in prayer. I'm no, I know his truths, but I'm not putting those on daily. Yeah. And so I was really weighed down for by that. And um, so I was very, it was a long. How long ago was that? Goodness gracious. I want to say that was probably about like six or seven years ago. Okay. Um, 
was kind of like the breaking point. So I was putting all that on for quite some time. And then all of a sudden, I naturally, so I've always struggled with anxiety and depression. It's always been something that since my adolescent years, like I just, you know, and unfortunately I never was able to kind of like figure out how to handle that. I didn't know Jesus in high school. Like I, I you know, I accepted him in my heart when I was 19. And so, you know, I was like in the world of suppression yeah. and, you know, just putting it aside. And so what ended up happening is through this walk of, you know, in this industry and like also trying to find my like worth in Jesus, what started happening was I just was weighing, I was every day going into my closet and getting dressed, but then picking up that doubt and picking Mm. up that like heaviness and picking up that lack of self-worth and, you know, picking up my, how I physically look. And I was just putting these on. And so it just, what ended up happening is my anxiety got so bad that on my days off, like I couldn't even go outside to check the mail. Like I couldn't even go to the grocery store without like hours of like mentally preparing myself. And I would get there and I just have my head down because I just didn't want anyone to look at me because I was so just concerned about like, what were they going to say? And of course, like there was lies in that because people were saying things about me or how they perceived me and stuff. And so there was a tiny bit of like, not truth, but there, the words were already spoken. So right. I, I didn't make the choice to remove them. I put them on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was a really heavy time. <laughs> what, what happened, like what had happened after that? What did you, how did you get through it? How did yeah. things change? So, um, <clears throat> I never really, so I, I think I should make the disclaimer, like I don't have anything wrong with modern medicine or that, you know, I have family members that are like thriving on just what, you know, medication for mental health. And so um, I just came to such a deep, dark place that I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to get on something because I am, I can't get out of this. And so I ended up getting on antidepressant and um, it usually takes a while for it to kind of kick in. And all of a sudden it just like something snapped in me. And it's one of those things that I was mentioning um, earlier. It's just like a, they don't put warning signs on a box just to have them there. Like right. those things are real and they happen. And I was maybe in a, not to everybody, exactly but, not yeah. to everybody, but right. they put them on there yeah. for a reason. And it happened to me like the deepest, darkest, heaviest mental. It was a very heavy, heavy time. And I couldn't even tell you like who I was or like Jesus. Like it was just, it was so dark and so heavy. And so I ended up um, like cutting cold turkey, which again, like not recommended. Talk to your doctor. I was just like, I got to stop. Like, I don't know who I am. You knew it was that though. It was, I knew, I just knew in my spirit, like just stop. And so through professional help and like love for my husband and support, like we were able to kind of like walk me through and get me like getting back into that like um, healthy headspace. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was a dark time. Absolutely was. Yeah. Okay, so now you you're in a different place now. You're in a much different yes. place and headspace yes. and your heart and just like what God is doing in your life. Like how have you learned to um to separate like what God is saying and what is true versus like the things that people in the world are saying and believe the things that you're believing. Like what do you do now? Like 
What does that look like? Absolutely. So first and foremost, it was really important for me to let people in. I was really bad at trying to protect others from my problems. And so unfortunately through that, friendships struggled. People didn't think like they knew me or I was kind of where's Channing. And it was just like, I was in such like a bad space that no one really knew. And that was that's a really scary place to be. And so the first thing is just like setting up community, healthy community around you um, to create that level of um, holding you accountable, but also just prayer. So I have friends now that like, hey, something's going on. And I'll just like text them and they're like immediately are like recovering you. Mm. So that was like a really important thing. And then on top of that too, it just um, like finding your worth in Jesus. And I know it's so funny. It's like, that cliche of where's, you know, your worth, find your worth in Jesus. But like, honestly, we have like the biggest tool and that's the Bible. So I'm a part of a woman's Bible study that is just strictly the word. And I've been in it for so many years and it's like equipped me with so much truth on um, how I could just like apply it to myself or just to just be in his presence because that's where he's at. Yeah. So during that hard time in your life, were you doing any of that? No. And unfortunately, I think it was more of just like that crying out, you know, like I just, and I love in scripture where you just hear like people just crying out to God, like, please, Lord, like, please. And, you know, you just think of like Jonah, you think of like David, you think of just like, even like uh, Moses is just like, what me? Like, no, or just even just crying out like to him. And so I think I was just in a total season of just crying out to him in my weakness. And so through that, the cool thing is, is like God's like taken that and like the world views weakness as weakness, but God views like our weakness as a place for us to just lean into him to get his strength. And so for me, it's just been a, such a great, um, journey to go, okay, Lord, I'm weak right now, but I know exactly where I need to go. And that's to you. Yeah. What, how has God shown up like in your weakness, in, um, the struggles you've had with your work, um, just with life, like how has God shown up when you have sought him out more? Um, goodness. I mean, to change that narrative from that place that you were. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I think it's really important that just working, I mean, we all work, (laughs) you know, we all go like a handful of us go and clock in. So it's like, learning like the language of the world. Like you need to learn that language so that you can like rebuke it through the power of, you know, the Holy Spirit in you. So it's like we're working in a world that has its own language. And the more that we're immersed in that, we can start taking on that language and our flesh will take on those truths. And all of a sudden we're like speaking the language and it, Believing it. Believing it and like thinking like, yes, this is true. But really God's like, no, like that language, it's good to know it, but you need to filter that through me, through the Holy Spirit, like the interpreter that's in you. And then also take that language and filter it through like our number one. And that's the word. Yeah. That's so good. Um, I think it's so easy for women. Like, again, no matter what industry, no matter what you do, no matter if you're a mom at home, like there's different lies we believe when we're inside playing with our toddler or when we're angry Absolutely. or when we're frustrated or those challenges. Like we believe things like, 
we're not good enough. We're not a good enough mom. Mm -hmm. Or you feel guilty for not sitting on the floor and doing the dishes, but you need to do the dishes. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many lies that women believe. Like when you were working in, when, in those early years, when people were saying things to you that were hurtful, like Mm -hmm. very blatantly hurtful, Mm -hmm. um, there are other lies like outside of work that like have gotten to you or, um, absolutely. Yeah. Like what do you, Oh gosh, like I'm a mama. (laughs) So, I mean, there's so many different types of, um, you know, lies that have been spoken over me that I literally am like pulling up from like my dictionary of the world's language. Like, I'm like, Oh, like I don't feel good about myself. Let me go check out that dictionary of the world. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm this and you're that and you're lacking in this. And so it's just like literally reading it and just believing that language. And so, yeah, gosh, like being a mom, a wife, gosh, like all of those things, like it definitely a friend. I mean, that's another thing as well. Like just speaking the language, like I'm not good enough for them or they don't love me. Um, I've hurt them in the past. How am I going to gain their trust again? All those things. And so, um, yeah, it's been a language. It's just, again, I keep on talking about language, but it's like, what language are you going to listen to and how are you going to interpret that through? through the spirit. Yeah. Can you give us, I think that you're really good at that. And I think mm. that God like has given you that, um, just the Holy spirit to experience those things and know those things. Mm-hmm. How do we practically do that? I, I yes, read the Bible, but like mm-hmm. for somebody who maybe doesn't have as much, like hasn't experienced the Holy yeah. spirit as much as, or there may be a newer Christian or they don't quite know what that all means or looks mm-hmm. like, like, what do we do? to get there. Absolutely. I mean, it's almost kind of like thinking like, okay, Chan, that Chan back in, you know, 2000, whatever, Yeah. like, what can I have talked to her to right. about? And yes. I think, um, honestly, it's just, we are like in the world of knowledge and we have like everything at our fingertips to like Google or search or understand. And I think it really has to do like when You have to hold, obviously hold yourself accountable, but then also like when you hear that word or when you hear those phrases, like it's literally like stop, drop and roll to your word. Like it's so cheesy, but it's like, stop. Like, okay, what was that thought? What triggered it? What triggered it? And go through that negative narrative and go, okay, what is the truth in that? How can I surrender this? And, um, and then also just like ask for the discernment of the Holy Spirit, Like if you're like a newer Christian or it's like you're not a believer and you're kind of like, okay, this sounds like crazy. But I mean, we live in a world of like knowledge. And so it's just literally taking those thoughts and just stopping and just going, okay, like let's reevaluate this. Let's focus on that one word that keeps on popping up. And so it's just, and then like filtering it. Like, even if you don't feel or hear the Holy Spirit, just like, God, is this true? Yeah. And just continue asking that, is this true? Is this true? And I think that like the repetitiveness and going to him repeatedly, he's going like something will happen. If someone in your, you know, at work says a word and you're like, wait, oh, wow. Okay. That makes sense. Or some kind of, you know, someone at the grocery store might say something and it rings true. And you're like, oh, that connects with what I, that word I've been asking God about. So he works yeah, and it's there. It just honestly, just like look up, don't look left, don't look right, stay focused and just move forward and just like run it through the, like, like make, like run it through that filtration system. That's so good. I have a friend of mine um, in our Bible study. She, we had a question in the homework the other night that was like, 
asking something similar about like, what lies have we believed or something? And she said to us, and it was great. She's like, I didn't even write them out because she has gone through like a healing Mm -hmm. where she like didn't proclaim them. And instead, Mm -hmm. like when she went through that healing to write write out all those things. And then like on the other side of the paper, write out what the truth was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's good. Like that's that's powerful. Um, Yeah, I really liked that. And it's cool too, because we're all so different. I could be talking to you about just think about it and feel and how do you know? Whereas like other people are like that. They, they write it down. They have to like journal it out. They have to sit down with it. Like we're all individually different on how we're going to process it. But I think it's really important to be like, what language are you listening to? That's so good. I love it. So you've told me before and you mentioned like you've struggled with anxiety and depression. Um, So it's not gone and you've told me that like you think it's something that you might it just might be part of your life yeah but so how do you do deal with those things now versus Mm -hmm. six years ago Channing yeah so uh Channing today versus (laughs) six years ago um it comes and it's like I like to view it almost kind of like standing at the shoreline I mean we're in San Diego so we go to the beach (laughs) all the time but it's like standing at the shoreline and it's like okay you see that wave rolling in like it's almost like you could sense it and people who truly suffer from anxiety all of a sudden something kind of starts rolling in and it's like it either starts in your stomach or in your chest or in your ears or your jaw and you start feeling it and it's coming and it's like you're looking out and you see that wave and you're like okay the wave's coming and you have a choice like you have a choice to like either clench your jaw and clench your hands and like close your eyes and turn and just let that like and deny that it's coming and just let it pummel you and you just go all over the place or you could like openly go okay here comes a wave I'm going to brace myself I'm going to get ready for this and I'm going to just allow it to come because it's coming. I'm going to pray for it to go away. Of course, I'm going to be proclaiming, I don't want it. I don't want it. But it's going to like, and if it comes, like I am like ready to absorb it and it'll, I'll feel the power of it, but I'll be ready to absorb it. And so now it's like being prepared, not in works. Like that's the thing. I don't want to be like, I do this and I do that. And I have this and I make sure that my schedule is clear. And then, you know, because that's like works like, no, no, no. Like it's literally like, okay, God, I'm getting weak. I'm getting, okay, it's happening. And then, all right, where do I go? And so it's like, if that's in prayer or if that's journaling or if that's going to the word, um, I just really have to also know like, what's the root? Am I filtering, like, am I filtering that language? Am I, you know, interpreting it through your, your truth? And so, yeah, so it's definitely more of like, not setting up a perfect system. Mm -hmm. It's more of just being like ready to embrace it versus um, either ignoring it or um, letting it just pummel me to the ground. Yeah. To being aware. Just being totally aware. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really good too. Um, What advice do you have for women um, who are working, their moms, whoever they are, Mm -hmm. again, like go to the word, figure out like which language are you listening to? Mm -hmm. So good. Like, if somebody is just really struggling mm-hmm. with this and like feeling like they're people pleasing or being mm-hmm. beat down or feeling like they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we know the truth as like, we all know, like sometimes we know the truth, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we believe it or that doesn't mean like we can live it out or act on it mm-hmm. because we're just feel helpless or hopeless. Um, what, 
what would you say to that girl? You know, it's so funny, like hearing this question, I've, I'm like a big podcast listener. And so like, if I would have been hearing like me say this six years ago, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> pray to God, go to your word, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's literally like this true communion with the Holy Spirit. Like it's literally just, um, tapping into that. And I think it's like, we all are going to go through it. We're all going to experience it. I wish I could just like have like, here's my five top ways Mm -hmm. to like not have anxiety today, mom. Like, I wish I could say that and like give you all of like that great advice. But again, it's like, I was joking with this with like a friend the other day, like we live in a time where um, we don't necessarily have to like struggle to survive because all of our needs are met. Like, like here in the first world, like in the U.S., like I don't have to walk five hours to go and get water. Like I'm not like struggling to survive in those areas. Like I am, we're beyond blessed. So what happens is we're, because like our needs are being met and like thank you, Lord, there's food in the refrigerator and water in my tap and a toilet to flush. But I'm not struggling with like to survive. So what I'm left to is my thoughts. And so it's like, that's like the battle that's going on. So ultimately just like, again, like who's the interpreter? What language are you listening to? Are you listening to the language of the world or are you listening to the language of God? And it's literally like every single time, just hold yourself accountable to it. Um, I think that's probably just, Again, it's just my theme. It's my theme today. <laughs> I like it. It's a good theme. Take it as your theme of your life. I think it's good. I don't think there's a better theme to be had. <laughs> um, Chan, what do you think um, just God has set you free from mm-hmm. over the years? Um, recently, back then, anytime. Mm-hmm. What do you think he set you free from? Um, so I heard this the other day, and I thought it was really good. And it was talking about sanctification. And it says, sanctification is not becoming sinless but becoming to sin less and less and less. And so I can't take credit for that because that was like, that was at my Bible study and it was the leader. And it was just like one of those moments, like I got to write that down because God has set me free from having to feel like I need to work to make things better mm-hmm. or to work to get rid of my anxiety. Like through the sanctification of being set apart in Him, it has allowed me to sin less and less by going to my flesh and going to the world for that affirmation. So he has set me free to buy that, to not to know that I'm going to fail, to know that the depression is going to come, to know that the anxiety is going to happen. But because of that doesn't make me a failure or less, less, you know, holy. It's more of like, no, like he's made me free in him that I can't do this. And to embrace like my brokenness, to embrace my heaviness and not see it as, as something that is bad, but a thing that I could actually like sit and rest in him and, um, sin less in the time of it happening. Yeah. So he's set me free in that. I have to practice it always. I fail miserably, Right. but, um, it's so cool to kind of have that monument. It's kind of reminds me of just like, in the Old Testament, you know, when they would like build a monument to be like, God saved us, or we crossed the river or whatever. It's like literally like that statement is kind of one of those things, that monument, like to be set apart, don't listen to the world's language, um, listen to God's language 
and to just be with him and to glorify him in that. And so, I mean, it's been freeing. What's been the fruit of it? Um, (laughs) I'm sure a million things, but like, since you have consciously and like intentionally made that decision to listen to that language Mm -hmm. versus the world's language, like what, um, whatever you're comfortable sharing or not sharing, but like what, um, just like how has you, have you seen him move like since you've changed that? Oh, totally. So it just makes me think like, okay, so I like back in the day, Chan was working for this like really big, huge cosmetic company that was like world like known. It was very big. And so like retail and I'm like this new believer and there's people and they're just like pulling you apart and they're awful. And it's just like stressful and your coworkers and people are saying things and there's gossip and there's slander and you're just like immersed in it. And like, I'm falling in it and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like in it. And then all of a sudden it's just that conviction, that conviction, that conviction. And so it's so funny because now here I am like never thinking I was going to be back in cosmetic retail. And here I am and I'm like back in it and I'm like, whoa, like it's a whole other narrative that I get to choose how I'm going to react. Of course, there's still very heavy people that come in with very heavy things on them and that they say mean things and there's all this stuff. But it's like, for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm equipped. Mm -hmm. Like the first time it happened, you like surprise yourself almost like, Whoa, (laughs) (laughs) totally. Like the first time it happened, I like, after I like had to go stand in the back and I did a couple of deep breaths and I was like, it's not mine. I got this. It's not my burden to carry. Yeah. Like God's got it. Like it's not my burden to carry. And I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. So as much as it's funny, like I never thought I was going to sell, you know, skincare and makeup again, I'm back in it doing it. And I'm just like, oh, wow. It's like there, this is what freedom feels like. And for a recovering people pleaser, (laughs) I was always trying to like please and it was heavy and weighing me down and people's burdens. I'm pretty sensitive. So I could feel when there's a certain person and like the things that they would carry in and I'd just be heavy from it and it would weigh me down. Like I would be taking on these people's burdens, but God's like, they're not your burdens. Mm. It's not yours. Like, I just want to see you do what, what you can do. And I put you in this, so do it. And so it's like, I'm not responsible for people's changed hearts. I'm not responsible for any of that. I'm just responsible for just being commissioned by him to just do what he told me to do. And there's freedom in that for sure. Because, I mean, he's the one that gave us, gives us our gifts and we have a choice. Yeah, that's so yeah. good. It's just a different life. When you choose to go that way. It is. And it's freeing. Yeah. It totally is freeing. Like the weight of the world, I carried it. Like I literally was like, (laughs) I always joke, like we have friends that put out their recycle bin when I go over to their house and because, oh, Jan's coming over. And it's like, I had this weight of this world of for like everyone to recycle, you know, and I put this big, heavy burden on my heart, but I'm like, wait, I can make a difference. Yeah. I like, I'm not going to like, I don't, don't take that burden. Don't carry that burden. So it's like the same concept of like, when I'm interacting with people, it's not my burden to take. I have to just like see them the way that God sees them and just like be humble and submit, but then also just stand firm in like who he's called me to be by, you know, just having that confidence in him. Yeah. I feel like that's the sweet spot is like surrendering that, but then standing firmly. A hundred percent. So good. 
yeah, it's definitely, it's a new experience and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> so good. Uh, thank you just for sharing all of that and of just how God has been working in your life and in your heart and moving you. Um, I'm pretty sure it'll move somebody listening. It's moved me. <laughs> so, uh, Jan, how can people just follow along with what you're up to? Okay. So, um, I am on Instagram. Um, so I have, it's, I have a business account, which is true L beauty. And then I'm just like mama account over at Hey Channing. And it's funny. I'm really great now with like, I've been hurt by like human communication in the past, but like being face to face with people is like my joy. I enjoy it navigating social media, that's a whole other story. I'm like, I can't see their face. Like I can't yeah. hear their response. And so I'm really hoping like clean beauty is a big, big um, part of me and I really enjoy it. So hopefully if any of you gals have any questions, I'm right over there at my business account. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Jan. Okay. Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorkecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y, M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O dot com. Thanks for listening in.